Hey community team, Jake here. You won't hear my voice on this week's podcast, but I wanted to let you know that I wrapped up my finals and I can't wait to jump back in to record with Dan next week. But before we get to the show, I wanted to tell you about the sponsor of this week's episode, ManaCrest. ManaCrest is a digital and physical trading card game where you are the leader of one of several warring factions. In ManaCrest, you'll use your units, spells, and relics to take down your opponent and win the game. And I love this. The ManaCrest team is composed entirely of card game players such as Magic, Hearthstone, and most importantly, Keyforge. ManaCrest is currently live on Kickstarter, so if this sounds interesting to you, I recommend you head over there and check out the project. If you back the game, please include Sanctimonious in the pledge notes to let them know we sent you. So without further ado, here's the show. Greetings, Archons. Welcome to Sanctimonious, a Keyforge podcast where two zealous Keyforge players discuss various topics regarding combat within the Crucible. Stand at attention and salute your hosts, Sir Jake and Sir Dan. And welcome to another episode of Sanctimonious. I am once again Jakeless, but I am Dan, but I'm Jakeless. There's no Jake here. So instead, we've got Alex back again. Say hello, Alex. Hi. Alex. God, you missed it for the first time. You broke my dead heart. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Yeah, Alex is joining me today again. Um, Alex was fortunate enough to play in a Prime this last weekend. And based on our topic of discussion of Worlds Collide from last week and what cards are making a big big impact, we're going to talk to Alex a little bit about how his Primes went, kind of more in general, not like a full blow-by-blow tournament. Um, Yeah, not a full blow-by-blow. So we're just going to get right into it. I want to cover a lot of stuff. We had PAXU that happened this last weekend, too, or two weekends ago from when you're hearing this. And there's some very exciting stuff about Worlds Clyde. So let's just jump in. Alex, what deck did you run at your prime? Uh, I ran a deck that I got in trade uh, from Italy. A fun Italian language deck that has... the. the I won't go over everything, but the, highlight, the highlights are... It has Library of the Damned, Double Tau Tau Vapors, Double Edai, Knowledge is Power, Data Forge... Um, and then some like transporter platform shenanigans uh, in the Star in the Star Alliance, which is the third house. Um, it also has a for good measure has a collar of subordination, which uh, is actually a, a pretty important card. Uh, I find these days so much work. Oh my goodness! So yeah, I helped Alex test a bunch. I ran a bunch of different Coda AOA and Worlds Collide decks at him, and I've pretty much learned in playing against this deck. If you let him get to two keys, you've lost. Like, that's pretty much all there is to it. Unless you're running a Desania deck, like, that's the only way you can really stop him. But he's got such a big archives, by the time he hits his second key, all he has to do is just have it be his turn, and he can pull off the Data Forge pretty easily. Yeah. You've been getting, what, like, 10 to 14 cards in your archives, and you've acknowledged acknowledged his power for 14, or just silly, silly stuff. I think I average. I think I average with the deck. Knowledge is powering for somewhere around uh, like seven, seven or eight on average, um, and uh, total archive cards is yeah anywhere from seven to up to. I've I have some crazy games where I archive like seventeen plus. Um, so uh, that was actually one of my games of the primes. I, I archived at least seventeen cards and. 
at that point I was like, well, this, this game's pretty much over. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. and I, so I, I played it. It was a fair, it was the, the primes was a fair mix. I would say of, uh, worlds collide and Coda, um, no AOA at all. Um, <laughs> oh, poor AOA. And I mean, it was fairly small. So it was like small sample size. Like there was only, I think it was like 18 people. Um, so but zero uh, AOA. but that's, zero yeah well, not even oh, not even one. Oh, oppenheimer <laughs> weeps all my jenka decks weep <laughs> poor poor aoa yeah yeah so, there'll be more on that later <laughs> oh for sure um so it was a, it was a fun day uh met some great people it was down at team covenant in tulsa and uh overall just had a really great time um and the the coda games were mostly i would say that like split between the decks the deck just did what i wanted it to do for the most part um to be honest i had the hardest time with uh in up to the finals the decks that gave me the most trouble were actually other worlds collide decks um i faced two golden spiral um uh, two golden, yeah rex decks Cincinnati. which is funny yeah. Of course, we had just talked about it, and I like I faced like two of those, and they were they were pretty good decks. One of them um, is was piloted by uh, Ziga, I think it's Ziga Zawat um, in the Discord. Um, great guy. I made a I we had a snafu with um, uh, E on the fringes and Odak. I stole like three with uh, with E, Ooh. and then we realized. <laughs> Uh, oops, Odak was on the board, um, and so uh, he was he was really cool about that, and we just we were able to resolve it. I ended up purging just one card and uh, just calling it like okay, like we'll say you know because we had to walk it back somewhat because of it was we had to get to a game state that was playable basically, right. um, and so he was really cool about that, um, and I was just I just. Odak is this card. I've realized I have a blind spot for Odak. Um, <laughs> I have missed. Just, just to initiate everybody, Odak is the uh, five power Sarian creature that captures one. And as long as there's an amber on Odak, your amber can't be stolen. So he's a nice little ant, like can't steal my amber card. Very nice yeah. card. Yeah. And he, uh, he's a really nice card. I just always forget about him. I, fr- that was like, uh, so we got to, we got to the end of that game and, he just narrow that was a that was an interesting game too because he just narrowly lost because he didn't exalt um the oh, what's his name the three strength guy that uh a saurian that you can exalt him and make keys cost Red, plus three redder golem redder redder golem yeah he didn't exalt his redder golem when he ghost he did an untamed and he ghost hawked him and just didn't exalt him and if if not if he had exalted him he won the game so that one was that one was really really close um, yeah, real nail biter. I, I data forge. He also nature's called one card into my hand, and that gave me exact lethal with data forge. <laughs> Man, oh, uh, things you, yeah, like no, your deck was super, super good. Like I remember the first time we played against it, we were both randomly jamming Italian decks that we traded for. We actually both managed to trade for Italian decks about the same time frame. Yeah, um, you are definitely have a better eye for trades than I do because. I, our game was actually pretty close, but that was before you really realized what your deck could do. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, you're what, like 80 games later and only like nine losses on TCO something silly yeah. like that right now. Yeah, it's 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 pretty, it's a, re- it's a really cool deck. I like what it does a lot. And I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the finals was the, the finals was. Oh, a yeah, spoiler three. alert, he did make the top cut. What was yeah. your record going into the top cut? 
Uh, record going into Top Cut was 4 0. Um, it was only four, four nice. rounds of Swiss. Um, and then we top cut to top, you know, top cut to the eight, top eight. Um, I, I think I replayed somebody I had played in the Swiss rounds. Um, all of my games went to three. Um, so top, top eight went to three, top, top four went to three games. Um, the top four was actually another golden spiral Rex deck, um, but in both both of the games that he lost, he didn't draw the spiral, um, so it was it pretty it was pretty easy for a share to close it out on those ones. Um, the finals was re- was actually really interesting. I've thought about it a little bit more. I was I didn't so have the finals left. deck. Was it against Coda? Was it, it was Coda? Coda? It was a Coda deck. It was a three times control of the week. Um, Shadow mm-hmm. Shadows Disc Shadows Disc Brobnar. Um, Brobnar, yeah, yeah. He had a pretty, he had a pretty um, fighty Brobnar. Just like can stick some. Bo- I think it maybe had a Smith. Um, so it actually had a little bit of Amber generation. Had some bumpsies for Amber control. Amber control. Um, it was a, it was a really solid deck. Um, the first game came down to basically uh, I. He had a oh, it had speed sigil too. So he's I I had to redraw Edai to win to keep him off check. And if I redraw Edai, I, I probably can close out the game. I think. Um, but he I I use babbling bibliophile under under speed sigil. Draw two cards. My la, la, very last card is Tau Tau Vapors. I Tau Tau for two, hoping to redraw Edai. Don't get it on the flip. So I I I. Drop game one, and then game two seems to be going pretty heavily fa- in his favor. Um, he just keeps time walking me with control the week, and I just can't really. I just like it's making me lose so much tempo um, that I like I'm falling. I fall behind really quickly. Control um, the week in the hands of a good player is terrifying. Oh, it's brutal, man. Um, so uh, I. Get, I man it. He makes a mistake and plays Trubaru, and I collar it, um, and that actually almost wins me the game. But I, uh, I so I go to the last turn and I take him off check with Frain, and I pass it back to him, and he goes, "Okay, so I win." And I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> um, I had missed that he had two amber on safe place. Uh, uh... Whoops. Uh, it was just a long, it had been a long day. I hadn't had sure. lunch or coffee or anything in a long time. So uh, I just, just missed it. Um, and he, he, he offered to take it back, but I was like, no, I'm, you know, like, I don't want to, yeah. you know, if I come back and win, that would just feel really bad. Yeah. Um, so and you I was like, got worlds, you got yeah. worlds locked up. So yeah. Yeah. No, and I had, I, I had planned to, even if I had won, I was going to concede the game. Not just, I mean, cause just yeah. cause I don't need the world's invite. Yep. Um, so it uh it was cool. It was really fun. I, I just had a blast. I mean, the everybody played so so well. Everybody was, you know, it was not uh even with 18 peoples, it was uh definitely stiff competition um to get to the top two, but it was a it was a fun day. Nice. Well congratulations. Way to represent well. Way to and I know like it was so funny. He was like hoping so badly that it was gonna get there in time for him to take it to primes. Yeah. Because it was coming from Italy and so he's been jamming it on TCO. I didn't, how many games did you get in before the prime? Not that many, honestly. I, I, I mean I, it, relatively for me. Like Fifteen or twenty. I yeah, think it was the realm. 
Yeah, it was it was somewhere in that range. Maybe maybe I made it up to like thirty right before the event. But um, so I like I think going into the tournament though, I had like only like seven matches against Coda with the deck. So I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't know how this deck does against Coda. Nice. Does I mean how many do you remember how many Coda Coda matches you had in the let's say like seven six rounds? Seven. Uh, yeah. So in in Swiss, I had. I think I think it was about half of my Swiss so rounds for Kodak. So two total. This is and so then, great for the game. I am loving I'm loving hearing this that like Yeah. No, this is super exciting and I'm gonna make this point later, but Worlds Collide has really landed and it's making an impact early on in the competitive environment, which is super exciting. Um yeah, poor AOA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gone and forgotten. Um yeah, yeah, never, good. never to Half be revisited. All right, so that's that's kind of our intro there. Congratulations again. That's a heck of a finish. You've had a you've had a solid year of KeyForge, dude. Congrats, thanks. thanks. Well done, well done. And I'm sure you were repping the sanctimonious gear, right? Oh yeah, and everybody got a got an archive denoter. Nice. Uh, and I hope I hope those I hope people like those. <laughs> I think I think they're pretty cool, but. <laughs> It's, you know, it's, it's clever. I, I enjoy the, uh, you know, it advertises us plus it's uh, actually, actually something you can use while playing the game. All right. Um, man, where do we want to go? Let's talk about PAXU. So PAXU happened this weekend. Um, sealed. I, don't, I didn't do a lot of research on Sealed. Sealed is its own thing. Like Sealed, you hope to open a good deck and then play it well. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Sarians do really well in Sealed because, I mean, their cards are really good. Like they're just really good. They're very high impactful cards, so they tend to do better. So if you open a Sarian deck, you already kind of have a leg up on the day. But what's really, really interesting to me, and it makes me so excited, and especially hearing your primes report, like I didn't we hadn't talked so much about the particulars, like you told me how you did and kind of some of the highlights, but we hadn't actually discussed the the meta at your prime. And so that's super exciting that even there it was like half worlds collide. But uh, thanks to our crack statisticians and our discords, and this is just open information for anybody on our discord. Uh, we have somebody that chooses to remain nameless most of the time, so I won't help them. Um, but they put together this really nice spreadsheet and they started a new one for the worlds collide meta. So starting going forward, they will be tracking all the big vault tours and just kind of other big events. And they, ah, it's such a pretty graph. It's such a pretty... Do you have it open, Alex, or did you not? Uh, yes, I am pulling it open. I haven't looked at it yet, but... Sure. I... Yeah, it's it's amazing. So what excites me so much about this weekend is the Archon event. We saw five Worlds Collide decks in the top eight and three Coda. How awesome is that? Not it's only has Worlds Collide landed, it's doing very well. That's super, super exciting. Um, uh, yeah, it just excites me so much. Like, we didn't see, we didn't, me and Alex are trying to decide. Like, I didn't do the research on it, but I think AOA at its height maybe got two, maybe three decks into the, like, top eight, but it was never, like, five to three Worlds Collide over Coda. And then to even top it off, a Worlds Collide deck took down Paxu Archon, congratulations, Justin from Tabletop Royale. Yeah. Big congrats to you, sir. Well played. I have yet to watch the videos on it, but I hear it was really entertaining. And he did it with a Worlds Collide deck with a familiar suit of houses 
uh, Dis Logo Shadows. <laughs> Dis Logo Shadows, still good. Still good. <laughs> you get the right lineup. And he's got a nice little write-up on Reddit, too. So if you want to look it up, uh, it's on Reddit there. He did a little write-up about his deck, and it's pretty interesting. And just kind of said that, yeah, it's a it's a bit grindier of a game with his Worlds Collide deck. But it just it got him there, so he can't, can't complain about that. Well played, sir. Uh, very cool to see Shadows. So of the five Worlds Collide decks, four of them had Saurians. Two of them had Star Alliance. Uh, let's see here. Three had Shadows. One had Untamed. So congrats to you, sir. The man who impossibly stains silver. Shadows Untamed Saurians. Getting there with a 69 Sass and a 64 Arc. He says, I don't care about these numbers. I'm top eight yeah. in the BT. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Those, those are just numbers. They don't mean anything. No, very well done by whoever whoever that was. I'm not exactly sure. We don't have the names. We just have the deck names. But yeah, overall top eight, six of the eight decks are Shadows. Um, so yeah, Shadows is still a thing. Even in Worlds Collide, three of the five were Shadows. So you can still find a good Worlds Collide Shadows lineup, which we alluded to. It's just a little bit harder, but you still probably will see Shadows just because um, I was kind of looking through the Worlds Collide list and a lot of them are double Ronnies. <laughs> Turns out AOA did give us one good thing. We got Ronnie Citrolex, as he is in Italian. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at these the uh, these lists of the decks that made it into uh, into the top cut from Worlds Collide, and it's a lot of too much to protect. Uh, a lot of Ronnie Wrist Clocks. Um, yeah, there's only one deck that I really saw that had like the dreaded Crassiosaurus into exile, you know, with an with an Imperial kind of Forge, with an Imperial Forge. Yep. Um, no, that's really nice, actually. Imperial Forge with Crassiosaurus. Yeah, that's cool. Spicy, <laughs> spicy, and then exile. Does it actually spend it? No, it's just reduced by. So then you exile it and then kill it and take back all ten Ember. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. With double candle unit. Igor and other mimic gels. You can have two Crassiosauruses. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do with that, but there's a thing. <laughs> triple Tau Tau vapors. Triple Tau Tau and, and double candle unit. Candle unit's phenomenal. Yeah. No. So that's a, that's a really good deck. So the Ito of Open Market Rainforest. That one's probably the most degenerate. I think Sarian list I saw. The rest of them all kind of seemed like I don't know. I saw Crassiosaurus was in a lot of these lists. Uh, two. Let's see here. I guess two of the two of the four, so half of the Saurian list that day two'd had the Crassiosaurus there to capture ten. Um, yeah, not a lot of them actually had like the big like I'm gonna steal this from you and then give you the give you the dude. But yeah, the man who impossibly stains silver, so our, our low sas sas guy has a Saurian too much to protect. How cool is that with double Ronnies and shadows? With, and the and the double tribute, so that's pretty nice. He can you can too too much to protect or just tribute a bunch of amber, and then when they finally get it all back, you uh, uh, you too much to protect them. Yep, yep, yep. yep. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, this deck has a seven point eight amber control rating and a twenty seven expected amber. And then the other interesting thing, so this one also is like the worst efficiency deck of <laughs> the top eight, one point five. For efficiency, that. that's how fast you're drawing and or playing cards. Where like the efficiency on everything else was 14 and above. So, so like looking at looking at these decks, 15 lists, and Dan, above. 
looking at these deck lists, what 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 is what do you think this means for us? Like in the in the current meta, like how do you think this affects? Uh, do you think this affects local chain bounds? What do you think we're going to start? Like, do you think this is going to affect what people start bringing to like vault tours or um, whenever when we get there, vault warrior? Yeah. So I mean, I I, I mean, I think the biggest score that really pops out to me is these F scores. For all the ones that day two'd, I mean, they're it's pretty much like 17 to 19 was all of them. There's one at 1.5 and one at 8.5. And the 8.5 is a coded deck, and the 1.5 was the man who impossibly stains silver. He just bucked all the trends and just said, yep, this deck is just going to get there. Um, yeah, I just, man, because your deck, I mean, what's your deck rating? What's your F rating on your uh, Italian deck? It's got to be up there as well. Uh, and I know my best. 18. 18? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that seems like, man, that just seems like it's really strong right now. Starting to see that that, you know, how fast you can go through your deck is really powerful. My best performing Worlds Collide deck to this date has a 19 F score. So, yeah. I mean, it just flies through the deck. I think that efficiency is a very overlooked stat. Um, I think that we talk a lot, I hear people talk a lot about A and a lot about E, you know, amber control and expected amber. But I, I, when I'm looking for decks, and I think you've known this about me, Dan, of like, I'm always looking for high efficiency decks because what efficiency does is it, de- it decreases your variance because you yep. know reasonably I can get through my deck when I need to, to get the tools that I need to, to answer whatever my opponent is doing. So like, you know, Ashera has two board, it only has two board clears in the entire deck. It has a Harbinger of Doom, which you need Draining Touch to activate, and it has a Red Alert. But I almost never get in situations where I can't draw those because I can, I cycle my deck so quickly. Often I was flipping in, in my primes, I was often flipping my deck while my opponent was like not even halfway through their deck yet. Yeah. No, and like the other thing too is like your deck, you're archiving so much. My deck that I was just highlighting, I archive so much that I've had 11 of my 12 Shadows cards in my archives by the end of a game before. <laughs> so then yeah. I'm just drawing nothing but Logos and Star Alliance and just yeah. running through the deck so fast. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, no, and I think Lady Aurora, she also wrote an article where she talked about maybe ignore your Amber Control score and maybe look for some of your higher F scores. I don't know if it was still F or D at the point that she wrote it, but I think she did highlight that she'd been trying out some decks that had a really high F rating and was having a lot of success just because of the consistency. And just because typically if it's got a higher F, you're holding more cards in hand typically, or you're just able to play more cards on a turn. So you're just, yeah, I mean, it's just consistency. Yeah. It's Um, just about, sorry, I was just going to say it's about we're trading. um, Sometimes we're trading Amber control like cards for efficiency cards, but it means we draw our Amber Control cards more often. Right. No, like the one that won Justin's deck, Light Tasker, Market Sheriff, uh, 80 Sass, 15 Amber Control, 14 Expected Amber. Like he said, it was grindy. It has 19 speed. It has (laughs) double Library of the Damned. So you're just archiving stuff like crazy. It's got a single Edai, which I'm sure that Edai did some work with the double Library of the Dams. Um, you've got double Ronnie with a too much to protect, so you get that Edai out there. I think he said his big play was to put Edai behind um, Titan Guardian, and he has a hologramophone to ward it, and a lot of Coda decks just could not yep. remove it in that situation once it's got the taunt plus a ward. 
they just didn't have two removal spells or a way to get through the Titan Guardian to the Edai, so it just sits there behind his big bro and makes their keys cost a million. Uh, I think he said other big plays he had. He's got double Infernus to really punish the Coda Dust Pixies, anything with multiple Amber Pips on it, or just you know pull out the key cheats after they've used it once or if they discard it. You can just get rid of their key cheats. You can slow down that Coda Untamed Rush decks. Yeah, it's just it's a really nice toolbox deck. Yeah, um, I like the. Um, I think the Snecklifter in this deck is really important. Um, in the current meta, there's just so many, especially facing Worlds Collide. There are so many really important artifacts, and being able to just take one of those is such a big deal. Indeed. But yeah, so I, I'm I'm really excited. I feel like it's a whole new world. <laughs> a whole new world yeah. has collided into us here in the Keyforge realms. Uh, we've seen Coda's dominance pretty much since the get-go. I mean, obviously it was only Coda until last May, and then AOA kind of landed, kind of did some things. But yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if an AOA deck ever actually won a Vault Tour. I'm not I sure. I don't think it did, as far as I, I know. Can it's, I know it's been in some finals, but it seems like Coda always kind of overtook it. It got close um, a couple of times. Yeah, no, it definitely did. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some good AOA decks out there. I mean, I, I feel like I have a couple of them, but <laughs> just the the record and just you know the day twos and everything. You just kind of consistently saw Coda. I think we're just going to see a more diverse meta. I think some of the Coda decks that were strong before might they might just get put to the side a little bit. Like these Dust Pixie decks that we were all afraid of. Like if Infernus does become a thing, which there is only one Worlds Collide disc deck in the top eight, but maybe the other Dis Infernus decks knocked out some of those other Coda Untamed, although two of the three Coda decks that made it were untamed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised because I, I have, I, you know, I've been running a deck with uh, four times Infernus, and I've noticed that it, even, <laughs> even, yeah, even, and I'm sure you've seen this with playing it, even with all the Infernuses, turns out like if you just generate enough Amber really quickly, even if they do purge your Dust Pixies, you have so many other ways of generating in these fast coded decks, you have so many other ways of generating Amber. A lot of times you can still get there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not foolproof, but it definitely gives you some tools when they're pl trying to play those Dust Pixie decks or anything like Virtuous Works or... Oh, yeah. Um, does Fuzzy have two printed on him? He has two printed on him, right? Yeah. Or the the, the dream is the Fertility Chant. I've never, yes, I haven't gotten go. a purge of Fertility <laughs> Chant yet. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think... I think it's kind of weird. So I, everybody knows I love Jenka. I think my Jenka decks, if Worlds Collide does come into, I think Worlds Collide's a little bit grindier. The games don't go by as quickly. And the Coda decks are going to have to kind of respond to that too. Like they're going to have to get ready for a little bit more of a grindy game. I think some of my Jenka decks might actually kind of rise up a little bit here with the slowed down meta. I could see that. I mean, because Jenka needs, Jenka needs time. That's its biggest thing, right? So, and I mean... Even even look at like my deck that I played at Primes. Like I don't think in a in the because people had to bring different decks to answer Worlds Collide. That's kind of what allows a deck like the one that I played to kind of be playable against. Like I think if it were all 
all Coda Rush. I don't know that my deck would have done nearly as well, but I just kind of had this sense that people wouldn't be... You can't bring a Rush deck that is solely Rush because there's just too many... You have to you have to have answers to things, right? You have to have a creature control, board wipes, and when you start needing some of those things, your game plan has to shift a little bit um, from what maybe it traditionally has been. I think that there are some rush decks that are still really good, even in the current meta. Um, I have you've played against it. I have a library access time traveler deck that I think is still it's still really good. It has double life word, which tends to Life yeah. Word is a great can't card. Your Sensor Chief Why? Garcia's or yeah. Red Golems, if yeah. you can't play creatures, yeah, or your Ed Eyes, yeah. No, that deck is super annoying to play against. It doesn't allow the other person to play. It has like an Amber Control, of what, like one point eight or something like that. It's like abysmal. Yeah. It has but three it Amber just, Control cards total. <laughs> it just goes through the deck so fast with the Time Traveler and just yeah, the Double Life Ward doesn't allow you to do anything. It's it's sad. Yeah, no, I can see a meta where board wipes become a thing again because of the Star Alliance boards and the Dino boards. People are afraid of those getting out of hand. We've started a new acronym in the Discord, the Runaway Board Syndrome. <laughs> so when you just stick those like three or four Dinos and can just call Dinos, or you stick those three or four Star Alliance and can just call Star Alliance turn after turn, and you're still gaining advantages even even though you're only calling the single house that it just kind of you know snowballs on your opponent. So I feel like we might see more board wipes, which again, board wipes are going to slow the game down. They're going to slow everybody's draw down because most of the board wipes in this game have some kind of chain attached to them. So yeah, I think we just might see things slow down a little bit. I think there was actually reports too from the uh, Vault Tour that games were going a bit longer than typically. I could see that. I mean, it's still a fairly new set is the thing. So people, not everybody knows every card as intimately as the previous sets. Um, I, I Before we get too far off that, I want to ask you this question because I'm, I'm interested sure. to know what you think. I, do you, what do you, what cards do you think um, have been out there that are better now that it's a world's collide meta? <laughs> this, is, this is the big question everybody's talking about right now. So I mean, the highlights in my mind are things like word of returning is amazing now like that card is nuts so that's a untamed card that any captured amber is removed from enemy creatures and returned to your pool so if you have dinos that are exalting heavy against you um, that gets around the scutums that gets around a whole bunch of stuff and also deals the damage for each amber that was on them uh, ignoring armor so that one's really nice guilty hearts is really nice uh this one destroy each creature that has amber captured amber on it so that one, like Scudum, is still going to get in the way of it, but um, you're you're still just destroying a bunch of dinos or, you know, science officer, not science officer, first officer Frayne. You're destroying anybody that's wearing one of her, one of her amber. Um, and in, in addition to those, so I mean, those are the big ones that punish all the exalting and capturing going on. The big ones I think right now are Bounce. So Hysteria, pretty good. But I think it's even better now with all the upgrades running around too. There's so many Star Alliance upgrades, Cloaking Dongle, Light of the Archons, that those creatures become really hard to interact with. But if you just bounce them to, back to their hand, then uh, those upgrades just go to go to the garbage. Um, Lights Out, Fear is actually pretty good. Hand of Dis is actually quite a bit better with boards being a little bit better, bigger. Like that card was such a disappointment in the Coda, Coda days because... It just, I don't know how I probably do. You try to hand a diss and you, I couldn't because they did, they literally (laughs) didn't have three dudes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you never, like in that one, I think hits a lot more, but Fear, Hysteria, Lights Out, Nature's Call. Nature's Call is still amazing. That's still around and worlds collide. Yeah. Yeah, I think just bounce effects, I think, are a lot stronger than what they were. I would say, so here's, there's a couple interesting ones that I've really keyed into recently um, that uh, a couple, so two logos artifacts that I didn't, one I didn't, that has been around. Seismo Seismo Entangler. Seismo Entangler (laughs) is good in Worlds Collide. I mean, it really is. Because there's so many boards, like, if they just want to, like, you know, your opponent just wants to be calling Sarian all day, and you're just like, okay, you can't reap. All you can do is fight with your Sarian board. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I can't remember who I was playing the other day on. Um, somebody si- kept Seismo Entangler in me, and I was like, this is brutal. I can't, like, I um, can't do anything. <laughs> pretty sure that was me. We were playing the other day, and yeah, I've got it in Mania Scourge. It's Oh, yeah, it's yeah. That's what it's, I forgot. Yeah, yep. so Seismo Entangler. But um, the one that I, I realized in my Italian deck that's really good is Anomaly Exploiter. <laughs> um, which is the action destroy a damaged creature logos artifact. Um, there were so many times where there was a damaged Saurian with captured Amber, and I was able to kill that creature with Anomaly Exploiter and then Data Forge off of the Amber that was on it. <laughs> and so it's like, mm. in, in a, effectively in a weird way, a lot of times I was holding it on the creature, knowing I could kill it whenever I wanted, but just like, it's just kind of safe there. <laughs> Right. Yeah. If it's not in my pool, they can't take it back. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. No, Se- yeah, Seismo Entangler. I was kind of disappointed seeing it in my deck list when I first saw it, when I first opened it in my target pre-release box. But uh, yeah, with all the reap abilities, especially Star Lions and Saurians have so many reap abilities, even Shadows with all the Vindas out there. Like pretty much you just take whatever house they're on board with their best reap effects and just turn them off for a turn. Yeah. And it feels real good. Yeah, I think that's kind of a nice little Worlds Collide. I, I'm really excited. I'm really glad that Worlds Collide has really taken off and done well in a big event. Um, I think the numbers, like I think the number of participants wasn't particularly large, but again, I think it's more of like Collinsville thing where those that did take the time to show up were the <clears throat> some of the top players. So it was not an easy field because it was a smaller field. It looks, I mean, the, the people playing the pool looks stacked. You're going to have some tough or even early rounds. All right. Um, so that's Worlds Collide meta, Worlds Collide landing. Super good. Five out of the eight with a Worlds Collide deck taking it down. But yeah, let's move on. Let's go back to cards of Keyforge. So last week we talked about cards. Me and Alex unwittingly did not. <laughs> limit out the rares when we were looking at the top cards which we probably should have been and so i mean the rares kept popping up because they just had so much, so few games played so that was that was my fault i uh i missed i missed that one so we just want to look at the top 10 again really quick but this time it's only commons uncommons and alex what do you think is the top uncommon in all of keyforge for the world's collide cards top uncommon um well this is it's gonna include the reprints right yeah Uh, maybe something maybe like nature's call uh nature's call too much to protect yep you know that's two of the top four so too much protect is the number one card with a 55 i guess they're it's tied too much protect and edi are tied at 55.6 percent win rates as the top worlds collide cards uh, you have to go down to the five spot to get out of 
<laughs> to get out of Coda cards because you have Nature's Call in the three spot. Um, you have Hidden Stash at number four. Contrino Flux from Worlds Collide, the Star Alliance action, the choose a friendly creature and an enemy creature. Destroy the chosen creatures and each creature with the same power as either of the chosen creatures. So that's a great card. You have the one and only AOA card in Ronnie Wrist Clocks. Good old Ronald. Six. Yeah, I love that guy. He's my he's my boy. Um, special Delivery, which is an interesting one. Kind of surprised that one's in the top 10, but there you go. 54% win rate. And then we hit another, we hit our first Saurian card. What do you think the first Saurian card is if you're not actually looking at it? Uh, okay, so common, uncommon. So we know it. So I know it's not Rex, um, because that's mm -hmm. it's not Rex is a rare. Uh, what's what are good? Maybe Orator Hosaria would be a pretty good one, or uh, Falafasaurus. There it is. Got it. Falafasaurus <laughs> with 53.9% win rate. Yeah, that card is so good. Oh. If, you start, if you can, if you can go a couple turns in a row with that guy. Uh, it's pretty hard to lose the game when you're drawing six additional cards. Three, yeah, how did, well, three how per did, turn. How did he get out without an exalt? That's the that's the question I always <laughs> ask. <laughs> right. That is strong. I mean, you have to exalt him when you golden spiral him to use him again yeah. on the same turn. <laughs> um, then we go back to a Coda card and Positron Bolt, and we round out the top ten with Com Officer Kirby. So that's the three-powered Star Alliance Play Fight Reap. Play a non-Star Alliance Artifact Upgrade or Action card. And then it's a bunch of Coda cards again. <laughs> Three Fates, Twin Bolt. Then we hit Phalanx Strike, Tribute, Tau Tau Vapors, and Bren. So AOA staying in the top 20 there. And Wild Wormhole Candle Unit to round out. I think that's 20, 2, 4, 6, 8. Yeah, close enough. 18, the top 18 cards. So there's the commons and uncommons. Too much protect and Nature's Call are still really good. Hidden Stash is surprisingly good. Archiving cards in Shadows apparently is a good thing. Uh, Archive that. Too much to protect. Right. Yeah, no, I've done that a lot in Oppenheimer. It has a Hidden Stash, and yeah, that's usually the card that, get, that ends up there. So yeah. why, why do you think... Um, I'm just going to ask this question. Why do you think that um, Too Much to Protect is at the top Nature's Call, Edi? What, what are... What are why are these cards like gravitating towards the top? Well, I mean, they're obviously too much protect in nature's call have been really good since Coda. Yeah. Um, and too much protect is just a great card. There's so many ways to set your opponent up to get them with a too much protect. And most of the good decks that are going to these tournaments and doing well at these tournaments have them, I think in that top eight, um, the winning deck had one. Let's see here. Top eight. We had one. I know the one. Let's see here. There's another one. There's two of the four decks I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, Three a notable, notable thing about this is it includes the data before Worlds Collide came out. Yeah. Nature's Call and Too Much Protect. Yep. So, I mean, Too Much Protect's always been really good because you can set up your opponent where you put them in an awkward spot. Like, an AOA Proclamation decks could make things awkward or Grunt Buggy deck. If you had a Grunt Buggy deck with Too Much Protect... Like your opponent has to go high and they just have no choice to try to get to the forge, but then you just TMTP them right when they're about to forge, bring them back down to six and not not forging. Nature's Call's always just been good with Dust Pixies, Hunting Witches, that kind of thing. Choda, just ways to put those creatures back in your hand or even just to remove problem creatures yeah. from the board yeah. for a turn. 
So, I mean, I don't, they're just, they're just super powerful. They're super efficient. They come with an amber pip, which they didn't need at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Coda. I was thinking every time I got controlled the weaked in the finals, I was thinking, why does this card have an amber pip? <laughs> yeah, you're already getting a benefit and just getting to determine what your opponent's going to do on the next turn. But yeah, pretty much Coda said, if you're an action card, you get an amber pip. Yeah. For some reason. And it's not universally true, but it was fairly regular. But yeah, I just think those have been good. They've just been really good. They continue to be good. They'll continue to be good. Yeah, I think I think um, too much protect is in a really good. I mean, that card is not that it's ever been in a bad spot, but I think it's in an even possibly in an even better spot that it ever has been because the way Worlds Collide likes to play is Worlds Collide likes to burst. That's what I'm noticing. It's like amber totals get up to huge amounts sometimes. I mean, I kept in a couple of those games, especially against like those Rex Spiral decks. I was thinking. Man, if I just had a too much protect right now, this whole game is completely different, right? right. Um, they can't because it's just then all of a sudden all that huge amber total that you want to go to becomes a threat to yourself. Um, yep. <clears throat> no, and I've I've got a deck that's a Sarian deck that's exalt heavy, and I think it maybe even has a city state interest where it's got one interdimensional graft and it's got some ways to archive. So if you can get that interdimensional graft into your archives, you just capture, capture, exalt, exalt. And then wipe like somehow they wipe your board or whatever. They get all that amber back and just graft them, and just take it all back. Like too much protect. Same thing. Feels um, so good. Yeah, the man who impossibly stained silver that had the Sarian too much to protect. So I mean, you could do it in your own turn. Like we said, the double tribute, smash that creature into something, kill it too much to protect them to get all that amber back from them. Yeah, and that's pretty sweet play. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like so strong. <laughs> I can I can see why that deck made it, even though yeah. it had like the the lower rating. Yeah, speed one point five. I mean, it was just like, come on, draw the cards. <laughs> the falafa, he's got the falafa source, though he can he can he draw all he wants yeah, to if he, gets it, if he gets it out there and it lives a turn. Because yeah, it doesn't really have any he doesn't have any way to protect it. Yeah, impressive. Well done, sir. Yeah, well done. All right. Should we do a house? Sure. Looking at commons and uncommons only. We're going to go with Logos. We already talked about a couple of these because they're in the top. <laughs> Logos is really good, turns out, in Worlds Collide. Yeah. In the uh, top eight the other day, let's see here, of the Worlds Collide decks, uh, four of the five Worlds Collide decks had Logos in them. So let that. And then two of the three, so seven of the eight decks had Logos. <laughs> Not surprised by that at all. <laughs> Yeah, seven of the eight had logos, seven of the eight, or no, six, sorry, six of the eight had logos, six of the eight had shadows. So logos and shadows, very good. But yeah, so Edai, top rated, common, uncommon, 55.6% win rate, just make things hard for your opponent. There's so many ways to archive cards and worlds collide. Um, that this guy just, it's, it's really good. It's really easy to play him. Hologramophone makes him really hard to remove. Titan Guardian protects him. Logos actually has a decent taunter, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, he just does work. He's super annoying. Like you just your opponent really can't I mean, other than life warding before you're trying to forge your key, there's not really a way to stop your opponent from just dropping that Ed Eye in, stopping your forge attempt. This is really I mean, this is really fascinating to me. It's fascinating to see the um, kind of the evolution of the game and 
but how how as things change they they also kind of, they they still stay familiar right shadows right. stealing is still good drawing cards is still really strong um and i think that's why we're i mean i think that's why we're seeing logos logos rise to the top uh, as well as shadows um i'm trying to think like what it, what for you uh, what's your, what are you, what do you feel like your your takeaways are from uh knowing no knowing you know kind of this information well, i mean i i've been pretty high on logos from the start like from the start of worlds collide that is uh, a couple of my first decks both had logos i've had hide and vellum and three of my first four decks had hide and vellum so i got to play with those guys a lot and just saw the power that existed within the those two creatures um edi like just edi from the very get-go i've got manius mania scourge one i keep talking about has a memory trip and edi so it just oh. feels so good so you just build yeah. up that archives build up that archives you drop edi and then if you need to increase it while edi's out on the board you just call logos again throw another card into archives and you just keep increasing that key cost and slowing them down um but yeah like drawing cards is really good especially when you can do it very efficiently and you can archive so much like you do in logos and just god the logos creatures are so good in this set like if your opponent sticks three or four logos creatures you kind of have to sit there and think crap which one of these is actually the one i have to worry about first i think i think candle unit might be one of the best creatures in the game i really do it's it is it is definitely to me the best repaint that exists like i'll take candle unit over uh even barista joya i think wow because so here's the here's the thing is barista joya just stops my opponent from doing candle unit like actually punishes them actively punishes them by letting me like they either have to remove it where sometimes i mean you you always had to remove barista right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna pause you for one second so for those that don't know candle unit five power one armor robot creature so you get that nice star alliance deck with uh um walls in it you can bring this guy back from your discard uh after an enemy creature reaps draw a card action capture one amber yeah there's that's just what's not to love there he's got a nice top hat candle thing so so gratuitous too it's like not only is he just amazing but he has he actually can capture amber too just because (laughs) yep yep no um people that have been fortunate enough to open a ghost form with candle unit have said that it's pretty disgusting ghost form says if you reaper fight um you archive the ghost form but otherwise your creature's invulnerable <laughs> it's only i really, I really want a ghost form deck because <laughs> candle unit sits there invulnerable and can use their action ability without shucking the uh ghost form so if your opponent has zero bounce on their deck they're just dead to it like yeah. not dead to it but they just cannot remove it the only I way mean, you are you what are you gonna do are you gonna not reap the whole game like yeah no really really good card that card is in the top six um a lot of coda cards here so edi and then we have positron bolt which is kind of interesting and it's been a lot of a lot of i mean it's been around since coda yeah positron bolt at 53.8 percent. apparently when you can do three two one you can do some stuff. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. It's great. I like Positron Bolt. Positron Bolt and Twin Bolt Emission. Um, I can see them. They pop wards. That's. I think that's a good reason, Positron. And there's a lot of important creatures that are at three strength um, in the set. I mean, you have Kirby. You have Redder Golem. 
Um, I mean, there's tons, just so many that are at that strength or even just a bunch of, they put down a bunch of J Vendas or a Venda, the two, the two strength one that's reap steel one. They put down a couple of those positron bolt suddenly becomes very, very helpful or twin bolt emission. Yep. And a lot of times you see those three dudes on the flank too, because they're standing next to a, uh, a taunt creature. So they're usually on the outside. So yeah, they're more susceptible to being hit by the three to take them off the board. Um, let's see here. That's two, four, four. We have Tau Tau Vapors play, draw two cards, archive a card. So good. Like, yeah, this card would be so good if it was draw two cards, archive one of them, but it's not. It's just draw two cards and archive any card in your hand, which makes yeah. it so very good. Do, okay, um, so I'm going to ask you, Tau Tau Vapors better or worse than Sloppy Lab Work? Um, for those that don't know, Sloppy Lab Work is archive one, discard one. Um, yeah, I think I just like Tau Tau Vapors. Because you're always getting the draw two. Sometimes with sloppy lab work, you play out your entire hand, you archive one, you don't discard anything. So I guess you're not getting as far through your deck in that scenario. Where Tau Tau Vapors, you're always just drawing two cards and then archiving whatever card you want. And the fact think, that sometimes like it just it lets you dig that turn as opposed yeah. to sloppy lab work doesn't yeah. dig until the following turn. Like after your turn's over, you get to draw an additional two cards. But if you need that answer this turn... Um, I'd rather have the Tau Tau in hand. I think I'm willing. So for me, I, I definitely think Tau Tau is better. And I think what I've come down to is I'm willing to take to basically give up the Amber for the chance that I can get more Logos cards to cycle out of my hand in addition to archiving. If you draw Logos cards on the draw with Tau Tau, it's inherently better, I think, than Sloppy Lab Work. Um, yeah. Even if you don't, it's fine. Because usually what, what I've found that Tau Tau does is Tau Tau sets up three or four card. It sets up four or five card turns um, of other houses. And then suddenly all of my turns are becoming four or five card turns. And that's the power of that card. Yep. And that's why you sloppy lab work doesn't always get you that. But Tau Tau, because you get the information immediately, you know what to archive what you're not going to need for a while, and therefore you can sculpt your hand a lot more. Or okay. if you have that one weak house in your deck, you're just always archiving, like yeah. Shadows and my Mania Scourge were. <laughs> I was yeah. playing Alex the other day. I think I had 11 Shadows Shadows so cards in my archive. Ar archive that house out of existence. I mean, Ashera <laughs> does that too. Ashera just wants to archive an entire house and just like never see it again, and it's totally fine with that. Yep. All right, we'll do... Um, three more cards. So we've got Wild Wormhole, Classic, Coda, AOA. I kind of hate this card now. I, I don't like the random chance that it brings unless your deck just doesn't have any bad targets. I, usually I, every love, deck. I just love the, for some reason, there's some part, some gambling part of me that loves the wormhole. Uh, I, I'm actively like, I'm like, oh, this deck looks cool. Oh, it's got a board clear. Sweet. Oh, it has a Wild Wormhole. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I do not want to hit the board clear on the wild wormhole, and I don't want to have it like, ugh, no. No, no, no. I'm I'm off of wild wormhole. I still um, hold have the Hall of Fame for wild wormholes. <laughs> Thank you, Senbrow. Yeah. Uh, so then it's Candle Unit, which we talked about. So that's coming up. Uh, your, your new love, Data Forge. So oh play comes with an amber <laughs> an amber pip uh play you may forge a key at plus 10 amber current cost reduced by one amber for each card in your hand and yeah typically when alex pops this he's usually got like nine or ten cards in archives so now he's got like a 16 card hand so yeah it's 
foraging for like one or two. <laughs> Feels pretty good. I one of my favorite plays uh, with the data forge is I have a cutthroat research in the deck, so I can cutthroat research gets me just enough amber and then data forge. Uh, I did that a couple of times too, and that's that's a pretty fun little. Well, and tell the folks about your com officer Kirby plays. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> com officer. Pulling Data Forge on Star Alliance with Calm Officer Kirby after you've reaped with five Star Alliance creatures also feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> or transporter platform to return him yeah. to play him again, or all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, you can reap with him, return him to your hand to get the amber back for him. Like, <laughs> yeah, fun. there's there, you can set up some really truly degenerate things with transporter platform. <laughs> And the last card we'll discuss is two mother lovers that we are. We loved Mother from Coda. Me and Alex. Alex um, put me on to the fact that triple mother decks and double mother decks are just insane. And I picked up a few late in the Coda era. But we have Daughter. This is the daughter of Mother. <laughs> two power, uh, elusive cyborg scientist. During your draw step, refill your hand to one additional card. So Mother, smaller body, but elusive. And she's fine. She's great. She's, she's, Never... she's, it's still a good card. It's nowhere near the power level of Mother. I think. I think losing three strength is a is a big deal. But I still, yeah, it's... I still love Daughter. She's still good. Oh yeah. No, and it's something they have to answer. It's something they typically either have to use a removal spell on because it's elusive. Yeah. Or they have to swing two things into it. So you've Which just, is you know fine. Just great, yeah. Or if they're lucky enough to have an assault creature out, then then you're sad. But for the most part, it's going to take them some resources to get rid of it, and that's what you want to do while she's giving you extra resources. Yeah. But yeah, that's Worlds Clyde. I'm like I said, I'm super excited about Worlds Clyde. I have a lot of decks. I have too many decks that I have not enough time to actually try them all out. But I definitely have one that I'm super super excited about. Um, Alex has more than a couple. <laughs> He's got one that I'm super, super excited about. <laughs> Triple Infernus with Compsos, the one that allows you to reap and use a playability along with Science Officer Morpheus. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, I don't even, I still haven't decided what I, what I ultimately think of it, but it, it, no matter what, it's an insanely fun deck. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've had, he's been, so kind is to let me load it and he's like you need to try this and tell me what i'm doing wrong or something like he's like i don't know I'm like i'm loving it i have suddenly i have flipped i have turned a corner with that deck where i suddenly started winning with it but for a little while i just like i don't i think it was just wrapping my head around worlds glide in general yeah i think it plays sort of similar to oppenheimer a little bit where it's kind of trying to be on board so I think I had that experience to draw from a little bit. And then I've got another Worlds Collide deck that I think is sort of similar in the way you're trying to set up the board and leverage Obsidian Forge for your third key. But yeah, so that's been it. Um, Alex, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my blog, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, and uh, you can find me on Discord as the Nick of Slots, uh, hashtag 6418. <laughs> I still love it. Ah, you can find me. I'm Dan is someone D A N I S S O M E one. I am on, I, that's me on discord, on Twitter, on Twitch. Um, definitely come check out the discord. We have so many good discussions happening there all the time. Today we're doing favorite worlds, Clyde cards, and that was a fun discussion. And then, like I said, we have the um, Google spreadsheets of all the previous vault tours 
in their results in the top eight deck list or the top 16, depending on what we have. And yeah, that information is fantastic. It looks so nice. Uh, the person that puts this together is truly a gifted. Very gifted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so nice. I wish my work reports looked this nice. Uh, <laughs> it is not a skill I have, certainly. <laughs> no, it's so good. But yeah, uh, that's been it for this week. Thank you, everybody. Always, always thank you to the Patreons for supporting the show and just putting your dollar behind us. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you to everybody that hangs out in the Discord. That place is amazing because of all the you people. Without you people, that place is an empty room with, I think, like me, Alex, and maybe like three other people echoing around in it. So, yeah, thanks so much, and we will see you next week. Archons of the Crucible. Worlds Collide has smashed into the Coda realms. Beware, Coda. Your days are numbered. Remember, lean on those dinos, grab your stunners, and forge those keys.